Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to From the Streets to the Pulpit. This episode is entitled How Great of Importance It Is for Men to Be Providers. Um, it's, it's part three, it's the final to our uh, current series. But this episode is specifically. Uh, it's about a man, the role of a man being provided in his home when there's a woman and a family in the home. Uh, we're going to speak with and conclude this. We're going to get different perspectives. We're going to get perspectives from, from women. We'll get perspectives from kids. We're going to get multiple perspectives. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Hello. 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 Good evening. Welcome. Hi. So we're going to get right into it. Uh, part three, the finale to the series. Uh, I guess let's get right into it. When, when, do you feel as though there's a difference in the home, in your home, when your husband is at home or when he is home, in every perspective, with the kids, with the the way the house flows, every way. Uh, yeah, there's there's several. I mean, there's several differences. Um. One, you know, there's extra help. There's an extra set of hands to get stuff done, um, which which is obviously beneficial when you have multiple kids. And um, two, when it comes to the children, there's, you know, um, there's a different tone with them. Wow. Well, okay. Children, you know, like our children, they are, you know, we got teens and then we got the the babies. So the babies are, they're running around and playing and being wild and doing, you know, basically everything they can do. And they they typically do that when you are home. Um, The difference is, is that, you know, sometimes they're able to operate with more restraint when daddy's around versus not being around. Um, there are things that you do differently that I don't do or different from, you know, so it, they, um, it gives the kids balance, I guess, when, when, when you're home and then when you're not home, um, again, they, they still run around and play and, and do everything, but it's, they have to look over their shoulder less because they're able to uh, kind of get away with a little bit more when you're not home versus when you are. And I think that's typical of any children. Um, so that's a difference. And as far as, you know, again, when I said getting things done, you know, with two working parents and kids in school and, um, 
different things like that, especially during the weekday operating off a schedule, it's imperative that we kind of keep them on that schedule. So you being in the mix helps us accomplish that goal and keep them on the schedule and um, make things a little more smoother. Okay. So with the kids, it, it gives a balance and it, it helps transition and keep things flowing smoothly. But what about with you? Does it does it uh, make a difference? Does it help when I'm home, when I'm not home, with you specifically, not the children, but with you? Um, sometimes there's a is a there's a lighter load, you know, as far as stress stress wise is concerned, because mm-hmm. I, I, I have help, so I'm not, you know, spazzing out and trying to rush and I'm not as tightly wound I'd say when you're here you know what I'm saying um, because I'm not by myself it's I can pace myself and get things done um, without being just stressed out about it so to speak so yeah it, it definitely does help and then you know um, again and I have to just kind of remind myself to slow down and, you know, kind of delegate and pull you in on different things that I need help with. So it's definitely a help when you're here. Um, You know what I'm saying? I do. Now, everybody who who know me, who who hear me me talk about my role or – my my chores in the house doesn't involve cooking or or I'm not very domesticated. Is is that is that is that a hindrance to you? How how does that work for you? Um, kind of twofold, I guess. So no, you're not very domesticated, and you don't get involved in. Um, I'd say like chore chore wise. So. Like, um, honestly, most times is not an issue. Sometimes it's, it is because we have kids. So you're not very cognizant of things sitting out or leaving things sitting out because the kids are running around. Like, um, you know, your drinks, your drink or a cup or something like that that you may leave out. Um, they run around, they get a hold to it, you know, simply because you is not on the forefront of your mind to pick it up right then. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh-huh. So when it comes to stuff like that, it causes an issue because then I'm in a mode where I feel like not only am I having to watch them and deal with them, I'm having to pick up behind you as well um, just to keep them from, from getting into stuff. And, you know, in a perfect world, it's, it's, in a perfect world, it's, well, why would they touch it anyway? But, again, you know, we're not in a perfect world. These are kids, and they're very inquisitive and curious, and they, you know, they just pick up stuff, and they mess with stuff. And so um, it, it, it it's kind of 
a um, little bit of an inconvenience that, you know, not have you domesticated to that point to where, you know what I'm saying? On the flip side of that, when it comes... Go ahead, please. On the flip side of that, when it comes to, you mentioned, like, cooking and, um, you know, cleaning and different things like that, I'm not so much as, I'm, you know, I, I'm the cook of the house, you know, so uh, that doesn't bother me, um, you, you know, the fact that you don't clean bathrooms and different things like that, that doesn't bother me either because you are willing to get me help in those areas. So it's kind of like that is not a big deal because we, you know, you, we had that conversation up front and, you know, where you fall short, you, you can provide help for me in those areas. So as long as we can do that, then that's cool. Sorry, okay, I said well, you had an idea. No, no, no. You asked me, did I understand what you're saying? I was saying I have an idea what you're saying. Uh, it is it's very rare, okay, uh, from from what I see that uh, to word it properly, where men aren't, you know, uh, I guess there's a lot of guys who, who spend a lot of time in the kitchen because because they love to. Mm-hmm. I spend time out of the kitchen because that's where you love to be. That's, that's what you like. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I'm still opening up multiple doors to find cups, to find coffee cups or mugs or pulling out multiple drawers to find whatever I'm looking for because I don't try to get familiar with the kitchen because it's not my place. You know what I mean? Like, that's your kitchen. So, I I talk to... Go ahead. I talk to, to a lot of guys who, you know, they're 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 involved with I guess dec- decorating the kitchen or or putting shit where it goes or what have you. That's that's not me. Does that does that irk you? Because you know I will. I can't just go get the forks or seasoning or whatever. Then I could put labels on stuff on it, you know, if you want to know. That doesn't irk me. I mean, here's the thing. I understand, you know, in the household that I grew up in, um, it was modeled much like ours is now. My grandpa went to work every day, never missed a day. He came home and, you know, he he had his, his drink. He My grandma had dinner and, um, his plate was fixed and sitting in the microwave. So when he came home, all he had to do was grab it. If he wanted to eat, heat it up, he could and sit and eat. And when he was done with dinner, he scraped his plate, put it in the sink. And he, and he always had his blue cup with his ice water during the day. We would sit it in a freezer and it would get, you know, icy. And then we'd set it in a refrigerator so that 
the as the ice melt, the water stayed cool. They ain't have Yetis back then. So um, he had his cup, he had his food, and he knew where his stuff was. Every once in a while when he wanted to go into the kitchen and, and make something, like he would bring home deer meat or, you know, some part of the hog that he had gotten or, you know, like, and he had a garden. So when his squash came um, well ready, he would bring home squash and cook squash. So when he got um, stuff that he liked, that he enjoyed and, you know, he didn't want to bother my grandma, he would go in there and he would cook it himself and he knew where enough stuff was to get his task completed. Um, And it wasn't an issue. So in our house, I see it very much the same. You know, when you come home, I've cooked and your plate is in a microwave. You know enough to know where your plate is. You clean your plate when you're done, and, you know, you're thirsty, you know how to get you something to drink. So I think that you know enough and you're comfortable enough to get in there and do what you need to do when you need to do it. So I don't have an issue with how you function in the kitchen or like thereof. Okay, because like yourself, you know, I was raised uh I probably saw my, my grandparents, and I probably saw, uh, hell, my grandfather cook maybe five times. It wasn't the best meal, but it, it did what it needed to do. Uh, I didn't go to bed hungry. I think my grandmother was hospitalized at this at this point. Or he'll uh, boil peanuts or something like that. And, yeah, it was It was really good. But he grilled. His place was outside. He felt as though his job was outside of the house. Inside of the house was was my grandma's, and it's, and it's kind of like like that between you and I. And this in in our home, it's my job. I grill. I'll you know push your foot outside around the house or whatever needs to be done. But in the house, eh. It ain't so much as mine, or for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean I get that. You know, and and you know, again, we 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 try to. I think it's important that you know while we the, with the way we grew up, we take our takeaways or the the things that work for us and the things that don't. Um, and for the things that we take away that work for us, then I'm I'm cool with it. You know what I'm saying? Again, I, I have no issues with, you, you know, you letting me kind of take the lead role in the kitchen and so to speak. There's no problem with that. But I don't want you to feel, to ever feel like that just because I love it that, you know, you don't, you can't get in there. I mean, if you want to get in there and make a meal, we've cooked together. That's fun. I have, you know, we enjoy that time cooking together. So I think that, you know, if you want, um, I mean, you could do, we could do more of that. I wouldn't have an issue with that. I mean, I don't have any gripes the way it is now, but I'm saying, you know, some at some point, 
if you want to get involved, just to say, you know, I helped my wife in the kitchen last night and we made, you know, that's cool. I mean, if you don't, again, I can hold it down. But it's totally up, you know, up to to you and and your comfort level in being in the kitchen. Like, um, I mean, at some point, honestly, it, it could be fun for us to get in there and make family meals. You know, let the kids get their hands nasty and do stuff too. I'm just saying we have the luxury of deciding that or not. You see what I mean? Okay. Okay. You know, so it's not, again, it's not a big deal, but if it's something that you think about from time to time and say, man, you know, she's always doing this or she's always doing that, you know, let me... You know, and you've offered, you know, you can help you do anything, cut vegetables or whatever. Um, you know, if you want to do that more, then, then that's cool. If, you know, we bring the kids in there and make pizzas or do something, then, then that's cool too. Um, that way we incorporate, you know, a little bit more, a little more variety and they get to see that my dad don't go in the kitchen because he chooses not to, because that's what my mom loves to do. But every now and again, he steps in, uh, you know, fill in there too. Oh, yeah, well, we got to see about that. We'll keep on (laughs) praying about that one. Uh, Yeah. All right. right. Hey, everybody got their, their things. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, it's we find what works for us, and you know, we we do that. I I don't have any issues with um with the way things are are function right now. As far as you know, your your role as a provider, and I don't really know what my role is. Sometimes, sometimes, you know, some days are, are better than others. Um, most days are better than others, quite honestly. It's just some days they they knock me down. And um, so I think, you know, I get I get beat up pretty bad by from all angles, you know, from working kids and, and everything else going on, it, you know. Some days filling in, you may have to fill in a little more. Dig that. Well, you know, so last week before we concluded the show, I asked a question or it was a scenario about uh, women choosing men or successful women choosing men who aren't as successful so they can hold something over their head. What was your thoughts about that? Uh, Say that again. Women choosing men. Successful women choosing men. Let's say they go... They get the, the thugs or, or the roughnecks so that they can control the situation, their their relationship or what have you. What's your thoughts about that? I think that when you have a – well, okay. So you have different personality types, and, and some women are, are very dominant, very strong. Um, I consider myself to be very strong. Um, but – I think that there is an issue when you have a woman who deliberately chooses a man. If I'm if I'm hearing you correctly, I would I want to almost say chooses a man who's weaker 
than she is in certain areas, whether it be financial, um, emotional, uh, mental, spiritual. I think that when women do that, um, there's an underlying problem um, because it could be what she grew up in. It could be a household. She could have grown up in a household where her mom just ran it and and her dad just, you know, yes, honey, and, and did whatever the mom said do. Um, so when women seek out men who are weaker in some areas than she is, I think that there's, um, it, she lacks maturity and growth as a woman, and she lacks understanding of what a man should be. Okay. That's so just, I can't it, speak for everyone, but that's just my personal opinion. And that's fine. So you you have this 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 lady. She's she's doing well in her career. She's stable in her 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 home, and she go get this brother, knowing that you know, checkered pass, uh, still on the corner. Uh, and it's one of those things where she feels as though she can control the situation. She can be disrespectful. She can uh, essentially treat him like a son or treat him like a boy. Right now, you know what I mean. Don't you know? A woman can only do women and men, vice versa, can only do what the other allows. So if she goes and she gets a weak man and he's hustling, he, you know, he's standing on the corner and, you know, she she got the big corporate job and she's the one who got the house and, you know, everything in her name and he living with her, so to speak. She, he, she can only treat him the way he will accept her treating him. You know, so okay. first of all, first of all, if a woman goes out looking for a man, I think that's um, for me, I just think that's starting off on a wrong foot. You know, that's just my that's my opinion, and I think that's also a word. Um, and the other thing is is that the Bible says that you know they should be equally yoked, and in my mind, that means we should be on the same level um, in most things. Maybe not in everything. Maybe you know, maybe I'm not where you are. As far as um, I don't know finances, you know, so so maybe I'm you know maybe I'm a little below you in finances or so or what have you. But I think that's that's okay. But for the most part, they should be equally yoked. So that means if she's strong and and bossy and um, successful, then I think that it's only right for her to have someone of the same caliber because. At some point, they're going to have to just kind of like challenge each other to where, you know, you push me to be my best, I'm pushing you to be your best. But if I'm the one doing all the pushing and, you know, we don't have that balance in our relationship, like 
I'm pushing you to go these places and, you know, you're not pushing me to do anything, then where is the relationship going to go? See what I'm saying? Okay. So I think that, I you know, for, for women for women who feel like they have to dominate the relationship to have a man or dominate a man, I don't think that's the way it's supposed to be. Okay. Now, with that, you also find that those women are they get complacent, and and these 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 brothers aren't in positions to to challenge that, to push them, you know, uh, to push them in the, to, to for them to cook, for them to clean, for them to do, you know, anything around the house. Now, cooking and cleaning, you know, again, that goes back to how we were brought up, you know, because honestly, nowadays, a home-cooked meal nowadays is a jewel. And, you know, for for a wife that, girlfriend that likes to get in the kitchen and likes to create and cook for their husband or cook for their man, what have you, um, that's rare because now we're in a world where everybody likes to spend money to go and eat out. So, um, and that's probably because of the way they were brought up. You know, you have to think that I was brought up by a generation. There's a little bit of a generational gap. So um, my grandma was also, she stayed at home. She worked from home, and she babysat. So she never had to leave her house to do anything. So she was able to sit at home and do and cook and different things. Nowadays, women actually have to get out here. And go to work, and unfortunately, you know that beats them down pretty bad. To where takeout or you know going to a restaurant is convenient, and you know some people just like doing it. So not every woman okay, is going to so, want to be in the kitchen cooking and cleaning. So does that? I mean, every night we every night we got to eat takeout. Every night we eat out. I think that that's, that shows, you know, that's kind of immature. It is. It is kind of immature. But not only that, these are conversations that need to be had. Like we talked a little bit about it last week during the courtship phase. You know, so you have to know when it comes to relationships or um, a husband looking for a wife or what have you, you have to know what you're looking for. You have to know what what you what you can put up with and what you can't. So when we were starting out, you know, I think I told you straight up, I cook. I know my way around the kitchen. I like it. I enjoy it. That's what I do. And even before um, we got married as a, when I was single, I cooked. I, I don't, I mean, I eat out, and even now we eat out once, twice a week. Um, depending on what we have going on on any particular day, um, for me, which is okay and it's acceptable because at least five days out of a week, we're having a home-cooked meal, period. Uh, But that's, I enjoy doing that. I grew up in a household where fast food places weren't accessible. So we always had a home-cooked meal. And like even Monday, whatever we had for dinner, last night, you know, Michael said, oh, it oh, seems like we're having Sunday dinner on Monday. Well, in my house, dinner was dinner. Sunday, it may have been a little bigger, 
You may have gotten a little bit of homemade bread on Sunday, but, you know, you could have chicken and, and collars on a Monday just same as you could on a Sunday. So that, for me, was normal. Um, nowadays, I think that, you know, a couple of weeks ago, several weeks ago, we had a caller on the line, and um, he had chimed in and say that, you know, nowadays – people are having children younger and younger. So when, when you have a child in, in teens or even early 20s sometimes, um, that maturation is not quite where it would be of that of a, you know, 28 to a 34-year-old woman who has lived life a little bit longer and who understands and appreciates um, having a home-cooked meal or having a clean house or just having – you know, a house where they can burn candles and not turn on a TV and still thrive and feel really good about where they are in life. Nowadays, it's we're having children younger and younger, and we're, we find ourselves still growing while we're raising our children. And because of that, we're not teaching our children the, the necessities in life because we're at some point later in life, we're, you know, we're learning it all together. Okay, okay. So there's really no – the lines are blurred between the generations, i.e. the mom and the kids, because they're they're being had so young. So Probably, I think those, that's most of the problem. Okay. But at some point, and I'm not saying I mean, that there's anything wrong with that. I'm sorry. Go ahead. But at some point, just like some of the moms, I've seen a lot of success stories where the moms go back to school, you know, graduate, you know, go beyond their circumstances. Yeah. Even in this case here, there will be there will be wise, right? I mean, so. To keep your mate from settling for mediocrity, you know, uh, eating out every night or or not doing or what, whatever the case may be to where, you know, because, I mean, shit, for a man to, to really feel like a man, that starts at home. You are exactly so right. Not, and so let's go ahead. So if so if you're not feeling like a man at home, if you're not on your game, you're not going to be on your game or confident when you leave home to go into the world. Right. Right. So let's think about this for a second. Let's just take it back a whole other level because last week we were we were talking and we were talking about the man's role as the provider, um, especially when he has a family or a wife and children. We right? still talk about that. Um, yeah. We're still talking about that, but. Specific to the point where Pastor chimed in and he had said that, you know, his daughter had came in to say goodnight and I think that was the call and different things like that. And I said, you know, I'm glad that you said that because oftentimes, and just hear me when I say, we're overlooked as girls. Um, and even, and I grew up just for me, this is for me only, um, I grew up again with my grandparents. You know, my dad was in the military, and so was my mom. Um, and they were divorced. 
They were they got married when I was two, divorced when I was seven. So for five years, that that's all I had of my dad being in in a house um, with my dad. And I can tell you that, and that, and it was inconsistent because sometimes they would ship out and we had to go to to grandma, you know. And so it, when you tally up the time, it'll probably be less than five years that I've actually been under, in a household with my dad. But here's what I clearly remember. I clearly remember my dad being what you are to our family, the provider. He was the head of the house. When my mom was sick, he stood in for us. He cooked us breakfast. Um, when he was home on the weekends, he did dishes. He um, made beds. He cooked her food. He took food to her. I remember making soup, taking it back to her while she was in the bed. Um, we cut grass. We washed cars. We went to the grocery store. All of my memories that I have uh, being, you know, in, in our household in just that little time, everything that I did, I did with my dad. And so right. um and so even just even in this little time, so I say that to say that sometimes we get overlooked as girls because when you have boys, the dad wants to take that boy and they want to go balling or, you know, um, running or smoking or whatever it is that fathers and sons like to do. They always want to take the boy because they are concerned with you know, uh, and I get it, um, but the dads are most often often concerned with teaching their boys how to be men because that, too, is missing, um, especially among our culture, just men standing in and teaching boys how to live this thing we call life as a man, not to mention a black man because that throws even more work on your plate. Um, and so I think it's important that, we kind of understand that because the role of the male, especially in our culture, it, it's missing in the household, um, our girls are, are suffering as well. And so I, we don't – go ahead. I agree. I was just saying I agree. Yeah. And so what happens is is, is we, we grow up and – we have no example of what a man is supposed to be. All we've seen, we're raised by single, strong women, and we see our moms cry because of a man. We see, you know, and, and we assume that, and, and sometimes the women say, you know, he did this, he did that. So we assume that all men are alike. And so because we've seen our mom go through things, we grow up with the mentality that, no man is going to do that to me. And so we have an attitude, so to speak, um, and we build a wall to protect ourselves. So when it comes to women and men and relationships and, and we're, we're talking about marriage, that we don't get the submissive part right, not immediately, sometimes not at all because we've automatically built a wall because of what we've seen our mom go through and we have a lack of dads kind of standing in for us, okay. showing us what 
a man's role is supposed to be in our lives. Okay, so I would I would you know take some blame in, in regards to that because the balance it is off balance. We do uh, spend more time focusing on you know the son, the boys, because that's who we look like. That's who we relate to. We got to teach them how to how to urinate. We have the same body parts, you know, stand up when you urinate. Don't urinate on the toilet seat. All that good stuff. And it's usually, usually the woman's part or role to teach the daughter. Now, as, uh, as, as time progressed, those roles will kind of switch, right? The mama will take the boy and and hold those skills, I guess, to kind of soften him up or or or, or smooth him out, if you will. You know what I mean? Uh, especially when there's a, another young lady involved. You know, mom will go take the boy to get the truffles and get the the the, the flowers, and that is now teaching this this this, this girl how to. Uh, what what a man's supposed to to do as far as showing respect and all this kind of stuff, you know what I mean? Uh, so yeah. it's 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 the balance is very necessary. It's very necessary, but I think that in order for a young lady, a girl, to progress to a teen or adolescent. Into a young lady, I believe that it's primarily mom's doing because dealing with dad, only thing she will learn how to do is rebuild carburetors, fish, smoke cigars, spit and tell dirty jokes. But, but mom, <laughs> on the other hand, but mom, on the other hand, is going to teach her how to be polished, how to, how to be that young lady. So I think maybe. It, it's, it's falling apart because the men aren't in the home and mom working two jobs and, you know, I guess time isn't there. We have Pastor on the line. He just joined us. Welcome, Pastor. Hello to everybody. Welcome, Pastor. Well, thank you. To, to, to say that, to, to, let me just say, respond to that for because I know Pastor uh, wants to go ahead and chime in. But to say, I don't, I see where you're going, right? And, and yes, I do agree that, you know, there are seasons, as Pastor would say, or times where the mom is heavily involved with the boys and there's times when the dad is heavily involved with the girls. Um, you know, considering, again, where, you know, that that I didn't grow up with my dad, but every memory that I have when my family was together, I was with my dad. Now, I think that, um, of course, life has, has its way of, of playing out the way as it should be, the way God intended. But the one thing that when I, when I was with my grandma, the one thing that always stuck with me was, you know, my memories of my dad. And so, and because 
you know, he wasn't as involved, of course, because he wasn't in the household and, you know, different things that happened between parents who were divorced that prohibit him from being there as he desired. Um, there were still points where he was heavily involved in my life, even more so than my mom was. See what I'm saying? And so, well, I still had that woman, the the overarching woman, and I still had the the nurturing, you know, because my grandma was there. I still had that. Um, There were still there were still times where I could hear my dad's words more strongly than I could hear my mom, my grandma. You know what I'm saying? And so I understand what you're saying, where you know there's those different seasons. But again. Um, what we're talking about is, is the issues um, that women kind of tend to have understanding what the man's role is. And I don't think that that's because of timing or, the, well, yes, it's because they, they lack the time they're able to get with their fathers um, throughout whether it even if he's not in the household, they they're not able to get what they need from both parents, and I think that's very important when it comes to our girls as well. Pastor, you okay? Yes, sir. I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm All right. I'm trying to grasp what um you know. I'm trying to see the back. context of what. You guys are talking about. You sit back and crash then, because we it all started with you and, and your daughter. You know, every night coming to tell you <laughs> that, oh, yeah. that that she loves you. Uh, oh, yeah. Which which you know it's one of those things where that is that is it's necessary. You know, yeah. uh, my sons, my boys are young, and I kiss my sons daily. You know, mm-hmm. to to show them. That that there's there's love, you know. Right. Uh, it's it's necessary. My daughter was here. My wife would do the same, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be it's it's that type of party. You gotta you gotta start young. You have to teach them young and get it instilled into them, and they will reciprocate it as they get older. When it's in that season, when they understand it. My son was young. He did something wrong. I was trying to get him to apologize. He was like, nah, nah. Now he do something wrong, you know, sorry, mommy, sorry, Miko, sorry, daddy. Yeah, he keep it moving. You know what I mean? So it, it they had oh, yeah. to come in the season, just like, just like everything else has to come in its season. So you, although you've been showing your daughter you love her since, since day one, she don't remember way back then because she didn't understand what you're doing. Now she sees the way you interact with her, the way you interact with the mommy. This is what love looks like. Love don't, I don't, I don't want to say hurt because, you know, when you got to pop that ass, you got to pop that ass, but love don't bruise. Love don't uh, do things out of malice. Right. Love is an abuse, right. you know what I mean? I got you. 
I got you. And, and, so, and I guess I have a, uh, I have a, I have a, um, you know, I have obviously I have, I have three sons and uh, and I, and I have a daughter and I am uh, just as active in my daughter's life um, as I am in my son's life. And but let me tell you what um, I found out that when I got on, you guys were talking about. I think I heard one of you say something about balance or whatever. Well, there's a difference between balance and adjustment. You know, a child, all of our lives, we need balance. And, and you know, when you got balance, that's kind of like if you're riding a bicycle, you just got to have that even distribution. In other words, you got to have mama and daddy. You need them both. And what happens is, you know, a lot of times in, in families, um, and I'll say especially in the, the – the, the you know our our culture our race or whatever um, we have the mother for eight years and then the father for twelve years and then whatever whatever and so that's that's not balance that's adjustments and adjustment is kind of like uh, when you got to change it you know now the balance takes place early adjustments take place late and it's good to have that um, that balance and so when you when 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 it comes to my daughter. I made up in my mind I want to be active in every area of her life. Now, uh, just to give you an idea, um, you know, we go out, you know, to a little date. You know, it might be, you know, I'll say, well, what restaurants you want to go to? And we'll go out and we'll talk and um, things like that. We've done it for, for years. And when she was a little, little itty-bitty son, we would go. I don't care if it was Chuck E. Cheese or whatever, we would go. And, um uh, and doing that, she thought it okay. Daddy loves me, but now she still had her mommy time. I didn't take that uh, away. Now the older she gets, we still do it. Um, uh, and, and I feel like you got to be active, you know, in her life to to create that balance to to show her this is what a father does. This is what uh, a husband does. This is what a man does. She needs to see what a father looks like, she needs to see what a man looks like, she needs to see what a husband looks like. And I'm I'm there but but by the way I treat my wife, she's seeing, okay, this is what a husband does. By the way I treat her, you know, this is what a father does. By the way that I uh teach her, the things that I say to her, this is I'm preparing her to let her know this is what young men do. Um now when she got a little older she's well, she'll be 12 in a couple of uh, months, um, you know, and we're, we're, this is just real talk. Um, a little cycle, menstrual cycle, whatever you want to do, it started. And um, when that thing started, it, first of all, broke my heart <laughs> because um, I felt like there was going to be a major separation right there. But my wife told me, said, look, you need to be a part of this. Now, obviously, she was the one that, you know, told her, taught her, showed her how to do all this, that, and the other. Of course she did, but they literally went out and purchased a uh, a little blue, uh, I call it toolkit, Monica. I don't know what else to call it, so don't, don't slap me for that. But Bob got a nice little blue toolkit, put it in my car, so that when we're together, she knows what to do. She's got everything she needs in there. And I don't have to stop getting anything. They've got backup this and backup that. They did that, but guess what? When we talked about this thing, I was there. 
you know, now the mother did the most of it, but, you know, I told her, I said, look, you know, you no longer daddy's little girl, you daddy's big girl now. And, you know, if you're hurting or if you're this, you're that, I got you. I can take you to the doctor, but mommy's going to have to handle this. And so she's comfortable, you know, to a degree talking to me about um, little things like that. And so I think I need to see her through every aspect of her life. You know, when she was having the, the tea parties and we were sitting down and watching some silly little cartoons, yeah, I got my fat butt down there. I sure did. I got on that floor with her. And, um, you know, because I want her to know, you know, that I love her. I want her to know that what she's doing is interesting. You know, when she's wrong, I'm the first one to correct her. I am the first one to correct her. And it hurts her to no end. So I have to put time in with her um, because I don't want her to be deceived. I, I, you know, I, I, I don't. I don't want her to have to figure this thing out. So, again, to go back to the word that I heard when I got on, you know, a lot of times we're trying to create balance. But if one of the wings is cut off the plane, that's not balance. It's just survival, you know. And sometimes that's what a family has to do, you know, because the husband and and wife or, or the man and the woman are not together. It's survival. So I'm good with that. That's, if that's what you have to do. But in life, God created things to have a balance, a mother and a father, you know. And then, you know, if you had didn't have that balance growing up, now you got to make the necessary adjustments. And so um, I live by this creed right here. First come love, then come marriage, then come Robinson with the baby carriage. I try to do it in God's order, man. <coughs> We'll have that balance because if I do it any other way, it throws my balance off. And when your balance is off, you're sick, man. You're sick. And a lot of young girls, they're sick because the balance has been thrown off. The balance, because if, if, if they're just with a mother that's been hurt, or just with an auntie, a grandma, somebody that's been hurt, and all they're going to do is constantly bash men, that little girl going to come up thinking that. All men, including my daddy, are sorry. You know, now some grandmothers and mothers are awesome at saying, you know, don't talk about your daddy like that or whatever, whatever. But most women, most young girls, they're going to imitate their atmosphere. And I want to be a part of that atmosphere. I, I think you're absolutely right. And I think that you, you hit the nail right on the head um, because what ultimately what we started off discussing was just that, why – do you know women kind of grow up and they seek to dominate the man when they right. you know go join or get into a relationship you know they they want to one up the man in every area and um so we we did talk about that and our our take on or my my comment or my opinion was is because they they lack the knowledge of what a man is actually supposed to be and, um, you know, we don't, we get overlooked, you know, like I was, I was telling a husband and in, in some cases we get overlooked because the, the father is, is coming to get the boy to go play ball, but not going to get the girl to, to have tea or to have coffee or, or whatever it is she likes to do. And that teaches us that, you know, men will sacrifice. Um, that teaches us that men are comfortable sacrificing a little bit just to make sure that we're happy, we're good. And, um, 
you know, it doesn't have to be every week. It doesn't have to be every day. You know, it, it's just something that girls need every once in a while, you know, to feel like they can be vulnerable and um, to be okay with that and to understand that, you know, it it is my job to protect myself and make sure that I stay safe when I'm single. But when I have a husband, that's his job. And if he can't do that, if I got to, you know, if I got to say, you sit down, I got this, then I don't, I don't need you. You know, I mean, if I got to do all the work to, to, to provide and, and make sure that I'm safe, you know, like for the young lady who was pumping gas and her man was sitting in the car, we talked about a couple of weeks ago. I ain't doing that. No, sir. I need gas. You can't go get me gas. Then, you know, we need to have a whole nother conversation because I think that there's there's just certain things that men should do for their woman and certain things that, like my husband's saying, that, you know, is it wrong for us to expect a home-cooked meal? No, it's not. You know, I don't think that's a, too much to ask at all, but um, the unfortunate part in this generation or, you know, we're seeing more and more you know, families or, or women who don't want to cook, who don't want to clean the kitchen. They want to spend the money and, and eat out and do different things like that. Um, and unfortunately, it's, it's taking a toll on relationships in that manner. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, I, I'm glad you said that. Um, my boys, they love, you know, a home-cooked meal. They They, they like that. Well, Sunday, everybody was home on Sunday. Uh, the one from college was home. Everybody was was home. And so she she poured it out. She did a thing. She had it laid out on the table. And uh, so I noticed one of them wasn't eating. I said, what's up, Slick? What's, what's good with you? He said, man, he said, uh, I'm good. He wouldn't say anything. So finally uh, she kept pressing, kept pressing. He was like, well, um, I ain't really like that. She didn't change it or something. Something's not right about it. Something. So he kept going on and on. And it just hurt her feelings because it was it wasn't it wasn't you know to his liking or whatever. And he learned a valuable lesson. Okay, now you ask for the meal. Now nothing wrong if the meal's not right, but you ask for a meal. She sacrificed. Now nothing wrong with you saying okay, it didn't hit the spot, whatever, whatever. But you never did thank her. You never did show your appreciation for the sacrifice that she made. And so from that, for that, I don't know, 30 seconds, maybe two minutes or whatever, I saw that little bitty girl. That She was my wife, but that little bitty girl come out like, Daddy didn't say he loved me today. You know, I could see it on her face, you know. Mm-hmm. And the reason, I bring, the reason I bring that up is depending on what you get as a young girl, you know, I think it affects how you handle things as a grown woman. I really do. When you get a lot of women, I mean a lot of women, when you see them reacting, they're reacting based off of what they did or did not get as a child. I mean they really mm-hmm. are. You know, I don't want um this is this is my analogy. It might not be accurate, but I don't want to be with the woman. This is me now that uh, I'm carrying a 25 pistol and she got a 9 millimeter. I just don't, I mean, you know, I feel like, you know, look, baby, I got you. 
I got you. If something's coming to the door, I'm answering the door. You know, don't worry about that. And so many women have had to say, look, I got to protect myself. And they sitting back clicking that nine just like, you know, some gangster somewhere or something like that. And all I'm saying is women have had to do what they had to do. They've been forced to do it because they didn't have that balance. And I don't know what's going to turn it around uh, other than brothers just being, you know, uh, honest with them and letting them know, look, I, I'm not after anything, you know, and, and, and the way that we talk to them. Because normally when we approach them, we are after something. But if we approach them, you know, um, in a sensible manner, a civil manner, you know, instead of trying to run these lines on them and all this, maybe they'll soften up a little bit. But a lot of the sisters are, they didn't have that balance. And so right now, they're just, they're just wow, they're just winging it right now. And I hate to see that because you got some beautiful mm-hmm. women out there, beautiful sisters, intelligent, gifted sisters that are hard for no reason, hard for no reason. I mean, other than they just well, have to be. They're hard because they, they have to be, you know. Uh, I For the longest, it's like I'm not going to come out and just tell, tell my wife who or what I am. You know what I mean? Because, uh, okay. shit, I, I don't want to run off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. And I, and I pray that I don't ever have to show her, you know, uh, who I am or the level of which that I am <clears throat> because um I don't know if she she's quite quite ready for that uh but yeah you're absolutely right in in some regard I think all the cards have to be laid on the table in the beginning you know what I mean and if she's been surviving this long in this manner she's going to continue until she feels as though she don't have to until she feels as though, you know, she's good. Right. If right, he go, right. if he if he come in the house and and he goes straight upstairs and and get in the shower and get in the bed without making sure the house secure, she would be like, "Shit, I I got to do this. This is what I do. This is what I've been doing. So you know, this, I'm gonna continue doing it." Uh, I think. That 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 conversation that or or that display has to be shown. You know what I mean? <clears throat> you go, excuse me. You go and you make sure everything's good. You make sure they they get in the house, uh, or you you know you recon or surveillance in the area to make sure that everything is safe for them to get out of the vehicle. You know, to proceed to the house. You know. Then you go and you make sure that everything is is locked down, you know. Uh, once you start putting that into your routine, then that wall or that that safety device is going to start coming down some, slowly but surely creeping down because she's confident in, in you. But until you make her feel confident, I don't really think it's – shit, ain't no reason for it to come down. No, it needs to stay up, I think, because you, you know. Absolutely, you absolutely. Protect yourself. I, I, I really, I really do understand that. That makes sense. But you know, because my daughter has expectations of me, she expects me to pick her up from school. She expects me to, 
you know, listen to her corny jokes. She expects me to, you know, a certain thing. Her mother does her hair, but she wants my approval of it, okay? And then because she has expectations of me, now once she gets to other stages of life, now she knows I'm supposed to have these same expectations of my spouse or, or, or maybe even the guy that I'm dating. But here's the thing. When he don't live up to those expectations, she's going to know that's the wrong person. That's not – no, that's mm-hmm. not the way – that's not the way I was brought up. Like like right. the brother just said earlier, he said, you know, is it wrong for me to expect a meal? Well, I'm sure he grew up getting a meal every now. I'm the same way. I'm not being nasty, but hey, is it wrong for me to expect a meal? So, you know, um, that's the only way that my daughter is ever going to know, you know, what she has a right to. And the only way she's going to know not to settle is there has to be a standard set. And that standard has to go on for, you know, um, a period of time to where that becomes a lifestyle. My dad always opens the door for me. My my dad always tells me I'm pretty. He tells me I'm a princess every day. Now, guess guess what? A lot of that is really spoiling her. I, I got that, but you know what? As my baby, I can handle that. But likewise, he may not say you're a princess every day, but he should say something, you know, to make her – you know, uh, know that this is the right guy. Because here's the thing, if he calls her anything other than a princess or a queen or whatever, whatever, she might get to step in right then because she's going to say, my daddy said, and the Bible says, she's not trying to hear nobody call her all these B words and all this, that. She, she, she's not going for all of that. And so that's my that's my problem with, I guess, with all of it is I see so many women that, have had to do it. I mean, man, they had to do it, and they've survived. And I'm asking my brothers to step up and say, listen, let's go ahead and soften these women. Let's show them that it's not too late. Let's show them that there's some real brothers out here, somebody that's not going to hurt you, somebody that's not after anything, somebody that wants to treat you as the, you know, like the queen that you are just because that's the way you're supposed to be treated. I'll hold this door for you. And I won't ask you for your number. You know, I'll pump the gas for you if that's what you want me to do, just so you can stay in the car. I'll do that for you. I have no problem doing that. I, I can tell you, you know, good morning without saying I'm gonna tell you. Boy, you 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 all that. You know, I, I ain't gotta talk about your hips, you know, I ain't gotta talk about all that. It's, we we good, you know. And the women need to know that. And and poor women are having to Watch what they wear. Watch what they say. Watch where they go. It, it, you know, I feel bad for them, but I want them to know. It seems like we're. Hope. It seems like it's. It seems like we're living in predatory times. You know what I mean? Yes. Versus yes. It just, yes. It's just being from a sincere yes. and genuine place. You know. Yes. I don't. I don't have to be after you because I open the door for you. I don't have to be after right. you because I'm pumping your gas. You know, right, right. I just think I just think more of you than that. And that's all you know there is mean? to it. And guess what? The woman that I'm with, if you're doing that and you're with your wife and your wife you secured her and you see a woman over there struggling with the baby and groceries and everything and you go over there, just let walk away from your wife just for a second to hold that door for that woman, guess what? Your wife is not gonna be upset because she knows that's who you are. And and that's what I'm saying right there, man, is the women have um, 
you know, they, they've, they've got the wrong, because they've been mistreated, they make the assumption that, like you said, everything I do for, for you comes at a cost. I'm not looking for a tip. I'm not looking for a thank you. I'm not looking for a number. I'm not looking for a night out. I'm not looking for a booty call. I ain't looking for none of that. I just helped somebody that needed help. That's that's all to my sister that I I wanted from you. I just wanted to help you because you got a right to that. You got you got a right to that. You know, if I see a brother, well, let me throw it out there. If you saw a brother, you know, just absolutely mistreating this woman. I mean, I'm not that they're not romantically involved in anything. He's just, you know, treating her like dirt. You know. In the store, he's just embarrassing her. He's, you know, caused, you know, saying all these things to her. Or at a at a garage, for instance, he's taking advantage of her. You know, an oil change don't cost two hundred eighty three dollars. And you sitting there watching that. Man, you're a fool to sit there and watch a woman be mistreated and not step up and say, you know what? Let me handle this for you, because that man will treat you different than he treats her. And see, unfortunately, there you go. There you go. But unfortunately, men won't step up, you know, for, for their own reasons. You know, they won't step up because they've gotten this bad um, image, I guess you would say. But men, we 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 need to step up and help some of these sisters without, you know, trying to go into, you know, <laughs> we we can't. What happened? With just, what happened to just being a man? Just simply being a man, because that's that's just what a man does. That's just, that's what we do. Well, and I think it's twofold, you know, because, now I know this this may rub some people the wrong way, um, and and I don't know if there's any straighter way or nicer way to say it, but sometimes women just need to be women. And and I say that to say because nowadays we we live in a time where um, we want to compete with the man. I can do what you do, only I can do it better. Um, and we try, and I don't know, I don't know what it is or what what the cause of it is, but we 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 try to put the the suit on instead of the dress, and um, and unfortunately, it gets us to places where a, a man may need to step up to step in and, and protect us because now we've lost our balance, we've lost our way, thinking that we can handle a situation and we cannot. You see what I'm saying? So, um, mm-hmm. again, I think it's important for, you know, for women to to be a woman and know who you are and, and not compromise yourself um, or lower your standards for the sake of, and I say that for the sake of having a man, for the sake of, of you know, getting a job, for the sake of anything. We don't have to compromise who we are or be ashamed of being a woman simply because uh or 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 to try and fit in what society wants us to be. You can be yeah. strong and be vulnerable. You can cry and still be strong. You know what I'm saying? It's just one of those so, things that where we put this mask on and we feel like we just gotta get out there and get it and, you know, take over the whole world and, and I I'm just saying for me, that's not the case. Yeah. So yeah. essentially, it seems like you know we talk about integrity, but it doesn't seem like your your femininity is is 
is up for grabs or or to be compromised, if you will. Yeah, it's it, no. I'm gonna tell you, you know, like um, you know, I was, I I never understood this, and and I'm every morning I wake up, I replay it, but um, I was 17, eight, about to turn 18. I was I was 18 years old. My grandma took me to college. I was starting my sophomore year in college, and um, she dropped me off, and when I you know, I didn't put her in the car, but, you know, she got in the car and, and gave me a kiss and stuff, and she looked at me and she said, she said, no matter what, you always carry yourself like a lady. She wow. didn't say a woman. She didn't say a girl. She said a lady. Wow. And, you know, to me, I, when she say lady, I think of them ladies, we, you know, they got the little fancy hats on and they sit with their pinky out drinking tea and their legs crossed in a dress. You know, that was just Bo- my image bo- of what a lady was. Yeah, <laughs> if you want to call it that. Um, and and every morning I wake up, you know, she passed. I she dropped me off of school that that August. We went to college, and she died September. And um, the unfortunate thing was that was that was probably the most profound or the last most profound conversation that I had with her, and that. And I thought to myself when she was dropping me off, like, why is she saying that? I'm going to talk to her, you know, as soon as she get home. Or, you know, I'm thinking, I mean, we, we're we going to have more of this. And we didn't. Um, but I say that to say that every morning I wake up, that sticks with me because that part of me cannot be compromised. It's not up for grabs. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to not do that because when she said it, you know, it stuck with me. You see what I'm saying? And it's so, like conviction. It's a conviction with it. Yeah. Yeah. She basically affirmed who I was. You know, that was an affirmation of, you know, always do that. You don't you don't compromise that for nobody. Just like, you know, maybe you would tell your boy, you don't compromise your integrity for nobody. Or, you know, we tell our children that. Um, so that stuck with me and that made me understand that, you know, like we talked about, you live in your truth. You be who you, be who you are, and don't, you know, I don't have to go out here and be nobody's bad bitch. Even if I stand by myself, I can, you know, I don't have to be nobody's bad bitch. I'm not going to be. I will be your wife. I am your wife. Um, but I'm not going to be anything less than that. Just because that's the end thing or you know like everybody looks at that and see oh that's what that's what gets the men no that's what gets the boys the men down fall for that <laughs> you know there's two things that, that I want to add to what she said first of all you know God God made you and he made you know the others he made them women alright but a lady is what you become a lady is how a woman carries herself, you know, but he made you a woman. In other words, this, this is my thing. I can be married to Catwoman. She got all these skills. She got all this power. She got all this speed, all this ability, you know, all this awesomeness about her. But when she's with me, lay, lay the cat somewhere. I just want the woman. Let, give me the woman. You know, you don't have to be less than something just because you're with me, but I want you to be, don't stop being a woman. You know, Wonder Woman, 
yeah, you're good looking and you do this and got all these superpowers and maybe even stronger than I am, but I need you to be a woman. That's what I need. And so God created us. I created you to be that woman. And she was talking about sometimes, you know, women need to take a basically a step back. You know, I want you with your stilettos on. I don't want you with your, you know, with your, you know, um, I don't even know what men wear anymore, but, you know, I want you to wear what you wear. You wear your heels and let me wear what I wear. You know, we got to make sure that we find our role and we operate in that. We got to do mm-hmm. that. We 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 got to do that. There there's a way that um, a lady carries herself. I ain't talking about no lady of the night. But there's a way that a lady carries herself, and you can't be a lady without being a woman first, because that's what God made you. But then you know you got to refine that woman. You gotta you gotta let her carry herself to where, as Monica says, she don't turn into no bitch and all this other stuff. She's still a woman. She's still an awesome woman. She's a woman that can take care of not only herself but her husband and her family. She can take care of the affairs. And then when her husband gets home, you know what? He puts his hand in a woman's hand. He don't feel, you know, calluses, and he don't feel, you know. All these other things that you know sometimes women have choose to do to themselves. And again, it's a woman's body, it's a woman's mind. She can do whatever she want to do. I'm not. God knows I'm not trying to get in. You know anything like that. I'm just saying God made you as a woman, and and be that. So you know um, if you want to be a superwoman, then that's fine. That's that's cool. But don't forget to be a woman. You can't be super mm-hmm. until you're a woman first. And that's what a brother's attracted to, a woman. We want a woman, a natural woman. We want you to be who God intended for you to be because that's what we're attracted to. And woman don't mean whoa man. That don't mean, you know, every every all the men got to stop, you know. No, no, no. Woman means I came from the womb of a man. I came from I'm special, I'm unique. When God made man, he picked up dirt. When he made a woman, he reached inside of the man. In other words, that woman has a way of getting in that man's mind, in his heart, on the inside of him like nobody else can. That woman is supposed to be, in my estimation, neater than that man. That woman is supposed to care, have have, have this compassion like nobody else. You call it woman's intuition, whatever you want to call it, but she has just this 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 way about her that's just um you know, a woman to me can be sexy without putting on all the the, the lingerie and all that. Now, don't get me wrong, I like that stuff. It's good stuff. But, you know, she's sexy to me when she handles her business. She when she does what a woman does, when she's got that confidence, when she makes me feel like, you know what, I ain't worried about my kids. I'm not worried about the house. I'm not worried about the money. I ain't even worried about me because she got us. She holds us down. You know, that that to me is is the bare essence of a woman. And, again, don't stop growing. Don't stop maturing. You know, if you want to be cat woman, that's great, but be a woman first. Want to be Wonder Woman? Go on, but be a woman first. Whatever you decide to do beyond that, you want to go on and be this elegant lady, that's awesome. Do your thing. You know, be Angela Bassett if you want to. You know, regal Angela Bassett. I watched her in uh, uh, Black Panther, and she was sitting there looking like a queen, you know. If you want to do that, that's mm-hmm. cool. But still, 
remember, you're a woman. You're a woman. And don't drop your head. Don't drop your standards. Don't drop your skirt. Don't drop your dress line. Don't drop your desires. Don't drop your motives. Don't drop your dreams. Don't drop nothing. Don't lower your standards for nothing or nobody. Hold your head up. I got you. I got you. And when a man finds something like that, you know, um, Rick James had a song long before y'all came along that he was talking about a super free, the kind you don't take home to mama. <laughs> the woman I'm talking the about. The kind you pick up in the street. <laughs> How you find that, that woman, part. boy? <laughs> That's the one. Right that, that, that was the woman he was talking about. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You're exactly, you exactly right. But you, you know, know I would. Um, go ahead. Thank you. With you want that, me to go or you go? We were saying, we were saying earlier that all that starts at home. You know, no doubt. Uh, when 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 she leaves the house, she knows that she's that lady. Yes. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna take you back to a song probably around the time you was young. When uh, uh, around lies the acts, who's that lady? Oh that, yeah. <laughs> that conf- that confidence starts at home. When when, yep. when you lay down, when you wake up, when you leave your house, that confidence should start there. If you aren't getting that at home, if you're not feeling that way at home, you're not going to face the world with that confidence. Mm. And it's the same with and it's the same with men. It's the same with men. Oh yeah. If you're not if you're not confident in your position, if you're not confident in who you are when you leave the house, you're not gonna be comfortable when you're in the streets. Well let me ask so you, no let me ask you right it. quick. Since your wife is Please. on the line, okay, when you when when your wife goes out, if she's wearing um sweatpants, do you still see her as a confident woman? Yeah. If she goes out and she's dressed to the nines, do you see her still as that confident woman? Yeah. See, and that's what I'm saying right there. You don't see nothing changes your attitude about her, not what she wears, where she goes, or anything like that. You know that at any time you can stop and say, hey, we got enough to buy this, um, you know, this uh, VCR. <laughs> And and she can tell you right offhand, yeah, we could do that. We could do that. You know, and and that's what I mean. When you carry yourself, you shouldn't have to look for your womanhood. That was put in you, like you said, at home. What you forgot, what you what you forgot is when she left the house in those sweatpants, or when she dressed in behind, the confidence Mm -hmm. that she had. Well, yeah, we need to talk to her. That's good. That's that's the part. That's the part that you forgot. That's good. You need to talk with her then. That's right. Talk to us, Monica. Are you the same regardless of what you wear? Or does you wear, I mean, uh, uh, does what you wear affect how you think, what you do, how you carry yourself? How you move. How you move, yeah. yeah um, to be honest, no, nothing affects my confidence level. Now, you know, um, I... I'm one. I I am who I am at at all times. Now, okay. um, it's funny that because me, me and my husband had a conversation about this some time ago, 
and um, because we we handle situations differently, and um, when we're dealing with certain people, I I handle situations a little differently than he would, and so he kind of mistook the way I approached certain situations as me being weak. And so I had to, you know, I had to kind of explain to him, be like, no, um, I don't get weak in certain situations. And he he would be there, of course. So it's kind of like, like I told him, um, before him, I had to do everything. I had to be confident. I had, I had to put on my mask and go out and I had to show the world, you know, that I could take anything you want to put on me, you know. Um, but now that I have him, while I am still very confident, I can allow myself to be a little more vulnerable because I don't have to fight certain battles because I have him. And so I, I no longer have to put on my mask and say I can take the whole world on because my husband can do that. So I can kind of I can kind of stop barking, if you will, you know. Um, and so while I still have that same level of confidence, regardless of what I have on, um, you know, there are some situations that I can now let myself relax because I have a husband to to pull me through. And then you know, on the, on the flip side of that. There are some situations, like when we had the situation with the school, I had to, I dressed, I had to dress to let them know that I'm not there to play games. In my sweatpants, I'm comfortable, I'm relaxed, you know, don't stress me out, I'm good. But when I have to put on my dress shirt and, you know, we'll put on a dress and put some some makeup on or some lip gloss or whatever, when I have to put that on, and this is my game face. Okay, now I'm not comfortable that, you know, you can't roll over me. I'm going to need you to look at me and understand that today I'm here for business. And so, you know, my appearance kind of let the world, kind of let the world know kind of what kind of mood I'm in. doesn't affect my confidence. It's my mood. Okay. I got you. And that's a that's a good that's a good balance. It's a very good point as well. For for me, Pastor, I'm I'm like the opposite. I'm going in t shirts. I'm I'm I want you to be thrown off. I'm gonna hit you with that element of surprise and this old shit, where this come from? I wasn't expecting this. Hang on one second. Hey, come here, come here, come here, come here. Listen, I want y'all to say somebody just came to speak to me. Um, come here. Now. Tell everybody hello. Hi. Hello. Hey. This is, this is my daughter. Ask her what she does every night before she goes to bed. Tell them what you just did. I hug my dad and kiss him and tell him good night and I'll see him in the morning every night. Every night. Yeah. That's good. You keep that. up with work. Night. Every single Go. night. Every single night. And 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 Listen, if she don't do it, um, I see her tossing and turning in there, but it affects me more than it affects her because if she don't do it and she goes to sleep, I'm like, she's either sick or I'm wondering what's going on. 
you know. What's so, going on? Right, right. So I just wanted y'all to hear that. That's that's what was up. And then during the daytime, she's gonna come and say, "Dad, you know, uh, do you want something? Do you want to do this?" She'll take a day off of school. Parents, I don't recommend that now, but she'll take a day off of school uh, because I teach a class to middle schoolers, and she wants to come and help me. She just wants to to go out with Dad sometimes. Um, she helps me plan her mother's birthday. Listen, hey, let me mess up. Let me mess up, Q, real quick. Uh, baby, tell him what uh, Daddy did for Mommy's birthday. Listen, Q. We did everything in gold. We went to Dollar Tree. We went to Walmart. We went everywhere and bought a bunch of gold stuff, and we bought 50 of everything. And, and, and tell him about the movie now. Don't forget the movie. Oh, and he rented out the movie theater in Pageland, and um, she's and he took him took her to see uh, Dumbo. We <laughs> wouldn't have tell her about the movie. What I'm saying is this: when I got ready to plan my wife's birthday, I spoke with my daughter, and she came up with some great ideas and. Help me to plan everything. She said she'll like this, and you got to do this, and you got to do that. In other words, she was able to give me that female touch. She's starting to see things beyond her years, if you will. And uh, so when I told her I wanted, my wife loves movies. You know, she loves going to the movies. She's like, like I'm watching American Gangster right now. I don't recommend it to kids, but I'm watching that even as we speak. But I know she likes the movie, and so I rented out the movie theater. Just the two of us went to watch the thing. Uh, and, uh, well, you got to understand. Well, listen, the word pastor does carry a little weight, man. Come on now. I and I am in a small town. Yeah, I said it carries a little weight. So, you know, I get I got the preacher discount, man. But just the two of us were there. Um, we were able to, just, you know, eat on the popcorn, sit there and enjoy the movie, take some pictures at the end. He gave us some special gifts, um, and then even gave it a poster, you know, uh, of that day. And so what I'm saying, man, is that um, what I wanted to say was, okay, there's two different sides to this going. The way that my wife was brought up, she don't expect things like that. My daughter is just 12 years old. She expects it right now. You, you know, she expects it right now. She she expects it, you know. Now again, is somebody gonna be able to give her that? I don't know, but because my wife didn't get that, she enjoys it and she cries over just, you know, the movie or whatever, whatever. But you know, my thing is, you deserve that and more. I can't do it all the time, but special occasions, you know what? I gotta pour it on. So I just wanted you to, I just want to introduce my daughter to you, man, and um, you know. One of the reasons I was late getting on tonight is uh, we were eating, and she was pouring Daddy some special uh, juice and things of that nature. I had I have to spend some quality time with her. I have to do that. Sure. And, uh, For sure. So, so anyway, you got. I'm I'm gonna buy sure. my wife an elephant. How about that? <laughs> yeah. uh, oh <laughs> Lord. How about hey. that? Catch me outside. Try to see I come up with something else. <laughs> no, <Yeah>. man. <laughs> About her theater. Man, I can't find an elephant for sale. I, I should get out of theater, though. <laughs> I'll, give you, I'll give you one of those. I got a thousand of those running around.
Good night, baby. Love you. Good night. Oh man. Oh man. Oh but man. That's, that's that's the beauty of of exactly exactly what we were talking about. You know, the confidence in who she is yes. and who she will be. It will it will grow just like a tree, just like harvest. And, and yes. it will grow and, and she will be that become that lady just like you know, your wife, just like my wife I know. Uh even though she's she's out and about, she may have her sweats on or she may have her dress on. Either way it goes, yeah. she's still that same lady. And no one is no one will be able to mistake that. Well, brother, let me tell you, and um, and I'm speaking to all the women out there that's, that's in this situation. You know, you didn't grow up like my daughter. You grew up like my wife. And because you grew up like my wife, it's not expecting those things. You know, um, first of all, I want you to know that God loves you. And there's some brothers out there that genuinely love you, too, for you just being a woman. And you got you, you to gotta, you gotta expect more, even right now. Uh, my daughter wants to go and get her hair done and things like my wife, no, nah, I'll do it myself. I, You know, she don't expect it. I, I can't do this. I can't spend that. I can't. To this day, she still won't do for herself all because of, you know, what's been put in her. You know, I have to go out and spoil her. I have to do it because she's not going to do it herself. She's already a beautiful lady. She just will not do it. But, women, I'm trying to help you now. Please don't let yourself get beat down. Don't let yourself get to the point to where you don't matter. You do matter. You do matter. You're special. The Bible said that you're fearfully and wonderfully made. God, you know, God took his time with you. Don't you think for a second there's not a man out there that don't see that and can't appreciate that. So when you start to appreciate it, everybody around you will start to appreciate it also. So listen, don't you give up on yourself. And I know you've had to be tough, you've had to be hard, I applaud you for going and doing all that but you know what, it's a new season now and so my sister, you know what you know, let that fist loose, open that hand up let it up, you don't have to fight anymore, you don't have to fight anymore, there's somebody out there that uh, God has sent to protect you so just wanted to say that to you and let you know that I'm praying for you and um, God still love you Well, this is God loves you undoubtedly, but it's up to us men yes. to show to show love, to show them that someone cares, to show them that you know uh, you're not overlooked. Uh, yes, when we were, you know, like when you're at the the grocery store, you have a lot of groceries and trying to lug them all or load them all, you know, and, and, a, and a guy walks by, you know, this day and age, you know, it, it's almost forgotten to help her put them in there or even hell, stop the cart from rolling or something to lend a hand, you know what I mean? Without, without some type of, of pay, you know, monetary or phone number or sexually or, or whatever, just do it. Because it's the right thing to do. Hold the door. Yeah. You know, a simple gesture like that could change someone's day. 
can change the outlook of someone's day. You put a smile on a person's face. You know, especially if she's older, you know, i.e. an older lady or what have you. There's yeah. nothing wrong. Yeah. And that doesn't make you soft. Mm. That don't make you soft. Maybe that's the, this issue right there, you know, our our image. If we're too busy trying to to hold on to this tough guy image. Mm. <clears throat> but if it's who you are, if if you're a gentleman, that's not gonna be compromised. That's no one is gonna mistake you for soft because you're a gentleman. In fact, right. it's the opposite. If I walk past you, walk past the lady, and she's struggling, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look soft for not helping her. In my mind. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No doubt about it. Chivalry is not about. Chivalry is not about being, as you said, soft. It's about being a man. It's about doing. The right thing is about showing common courtesy. Just you know, I, I feel like we should, as men, treat women the way we would want our mother to be treated, and nobody wants to see their mother mistreated. So you know, help a sister out, open the door, just speak to them and say good morning, you know, and just just things of that nature. Just I, you know, I don't want anything. I really don't want anything. I just want to be a blessing to you. I want to help you. I want to help you. And I think if we start to do more of that, you know, then, you know, um, I think it's going to help the women. I I really think that it's going to help the women. And uh, women, we're not saying you, you know, you're wrong for what you're doing. We're saying you've had to hold it down for a minute. That's what we're saying. And we're saying, you know what? We're going to take our rightful place so that you can take your rightful place. And, um, you know, so I challenge my brothers out there. I challenge you. I know I know there's some tough ones out there. I got that. I got that. But you do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. And as my brother just said, that don't make you soft. It makes you soft when you do walk by a woman in need, a damsel in distress. Come on, you, you got to guess the way it. Uh, let's do it because it's the right thing to do. That's it. You know, I, I don't like giving out uh, problems without without some type of solution. Um, I, I don't know how to how to teach a woman or a girl to be a woman, but I do have an idea of how to teach boys to become men. And yes. we are actually trying to put together a program right now uh with the youth uh with some other brothers in the community uh from different trades and professions to mentor you know uh one sunday morning a month you know they come in and the the group home come in and everybody sit down and and talk to them you know some may want to be a chef or some may want to be a police or what have you you know, but I think that it starts with us. We got to be that example. We got to show somebody 
that they're worth it. So somebody who looked like you, you know, that could be a successor one day. And not just in in a professional industry, but in the in the world period. It's gotta start somewhere. So that's uh that's what I'm trying to work out the kinks right now to make this happen. So, Pastor, I'm gonna need you to pray for me. Pray pray this through. Uh and me and the wife gonna work out these details and see what uh what we're gonna need you at and we're definitely gonna call on you because I know that in a situation like this you you would I'm sure you would love to be a part of some sort, even if you start no the doubt. same mission there no doubt. and we all kind no of make it whatsoever. come together somehow. Yeah, man, I, I want to give, be able to give young men what I didn't have. And, uh, you know, it's not that I'm, I'm, it's not that I'm some expert on it, but I feel like I need to pay it forward somehow. And I love the fact that you said, you don't know how to teach a woman, a, a girl, how to be become a woman. You know, you got to know your gift and you got to know your talent. You got to know your purpose. So now you can focus on the boys, but guess what? Your wife, you know, even the Bible says the older women ought to teach the young ones. So if your mm-hmm. wife has acquired that skill, other women have acquired that skill, then, you know, we need to position them to be able to sit down with the women and say, you know, or maybe one you know, Tuesday night, just women call in, and we let the women talk to them and say, listen, you know, I was where you are, and, you know, this is what happened with me. Now I'm here. Now I'm going to help you to get there. So, you know, again, the Bible says the older women, the more mature women, the women that have gone through the trials and the tribulations, you reach back and you teach the younger women. You teach them that. So, you know, I'm glad you know your place. I'm glad you know what, you know, your gifting is, and uh, I'm glad to know that you don't have a problem operating in that. And if that's not your level of skill, then applaud somebody else that can do it. So uh, it's going to get done, man. you got to believe that. And so uh, keep pushing whatever you're pushing, man. It's great, and uh, you never know who you're teaching. You never know who you're teaching. So, uh, yeah, my prayers, man, my support, and... uh, in God's timing, I pray that, you know, I can be side-by-side side with you on this thing. Well, God's will be done. So let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and take us home. Wife, you have anything? Uh, only for the ladies. They, you know, the men are saying, um, they're going to step up. So all I can say is let men be men. You know, you be the woman and, you know, carry yourself accordingly and let, let the men be men. And you got to learn how to be okay with that. You know, because it's, it's I I honestly cry more as a married woman <laughs> than I did as a single woman. Um yeah. because I can. Because I'm yeah. I'm I'm 
you know, tonight my my toddler accidentally hit me in the lip with his toy truck, and it hurt. And the longer it sits there, the the worse it hurt. And it, it brought me to tears. But I didn't have to. I need him to understand, and I need him to see me cry because it hurts, and so that he know it's okay. Um, now, because he's a boy, had I been a single parent, I probably wouldn't have cried because I need to, you know, kind of teach him. Sometimes you got to cry. Sometimes you, you don't. Some take it on the mm-hmm. chin sometimes, but um, you gotta you gotta allow yourself to be vulnerable and um, to just be a woman. That's you know, yeah. that's it. That's it. That's it. That's what's up right there. I like that. Well. As a matter of fact, Pastor, um, I have a. I'm gonna send you this. I'm gonna forward this email to you. Um, uh, it, it pertaining to uh, what we were just talking about. Uh, just so you get an I get an idea. This kind of like the itinerary we got. We we kind of working on, but it is it is very important to. Everybody wants to limit the place that they help. They want to help only, you know, the the poverty areas or the black areas or what have you. I think that uh, I, I don't believe it. You can get me right if I'm wrong, that, that when Jesus made his moves, he didn't limit himself. He made a move, you know, the same moves he made, he made all the way across the board, regardless of, an area he just moved to help where the help was That's needed. right. Right. And I think the help is needed everywhere. I had a kid come in the shop the other day, a white fella, and he was like, What's up? Uh excuse me, what's up? You know, I think it's good afternoon. And he was like, Huh? Good afternoon, good afternoon. Just like I do when a little uh black boy come in the shop. You know, mm-hmm. start talking. You know, you, you must learn to speak first. You greet someone before you start speaking. And that's how I do it. And it doesn't matter, you know, how old or, or what color you are. You know, there are standards that I'm, I'm going to hold you to. And I'm going to teach you along the way because I can't ensure that you know unless I teach you. I'm not saying the parents are doing it. But obviously, they, it kind of slips somewhere, so I'm going to remind you that uh, you're going to be held to those same standards. Right. Yes, sir. So that's 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 where we're at. And I want to thank, uh, wife, I thank you for standing in for the, for the woman and giving us some clarity on this. Um, Especially in the role of the home front and, and knowing how, you know, when you step out, how you conduct yourself and, and the reason why you conduct yourself, uh, who taught you how to conduct yourself as such. And with that foundation, you know, you, you build on top of that and you, you've done a great job. Pastor, thank you, man. Thank you. And, and tell, tell your daughter we thank her as well. 
for uh, <laughs> for keeping you in a position because you ain't gonna let little mama down. So you go be there every nah. night. You ain't gonna do nothing stupid not to be there. You gonna be there every night to make sure that <laughs> she tell you she love you and tell you good night and, and all that good stuff. So um, yeah. I applaud that, man. And it's a beautiful thing, man. Please keep up the good work. Hey, man, I, I really appreciate that, man. Really, really, coming from you, that that really means a lot. You know, that, that means the world. But um feel the same way about you guys. Let's, let's end this thing, man, so I can, you know, get in here and, and just tell God thank you because a lot of this was on my heart, you know, um, and, you know, it's not important where you start. It's just important that you start. And so tonight was a good start as far as I'm concerned. So thank you again, brother, for creating this forum, man. Creating this forum, it's a blessing to me. Well, you're more than welcome. You're more than welcome. Uh, it was actually, you know, the Mrs. idea, if you recall. Uh, yes. But thank you. I- I'll take it when I can. Thank you. Oh, yeah. No doubt. <laughs> so if y'all don't have anything else, Pastor, go ahead and uh, do what you do. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Lord, thank you so much for another night of, of impartation, another night of what I'm going to call success, because any time that we start one way and end up better than we started, it was a successful night. I believe that tonight, God, someone heard something that, uh, what caused them to just stop and say, you know what, I needed that tonight. Maybe some folk were offended. Maybe some folk, Lord God, were got angry enough to make a change. But regardless, God, I, I just thank you for the opportunity. If one person was changed tonight, God, it was well worth all of our times. Thank you so much, God, for this couple that are doing great things. They have their own ministry going. And regardless of what they call it, I know they call it conversation or, you know, things of that nature, but this is truly a ministry, God. And maybe it's not meant for everybody that's inside of a church. Maybe it's not meant for everybody that's inside of a shop, but it's meant for somebody, and somebody's getting this thing. So thank you so much, and I pray that you will continue to bless them and strengthen them and, and use their marriage as a model that others can you know, look at it and say, you know what, if God can bless him and bless her, then God can bless me with someone of uh, uh, with a like mind. God, I pray that tonight that, again, you'll wrap your loving arms around all the women and let them know you are loved, you are appreciated, and I still have a plan for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus, God, that brothers everywhere will step up and say, you know what, chivalry's not dead, and I'm going to do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Thank you so much, God. May we start to see a difference. If we don't see it with our eyes, maybe some lady somewhere will see it uh, in their life, and that means more than anything. Now we're getting off of here, God. Bring us back together next week where we can join together on another topic. Continue to bless this ministry, God, and we're going to give your name all the praise, honor, and the glory. And on a final note, God, what they're trying to do with the young people in their area, place your hand on it. Because if your hand's not on it, there's no way it's going to mean anything. Thank you again for it all. I ask all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, all right. Thank you all very much. Uh, just to conclude, 
the streets to the pulpit, same time, next Tuesday, 9 p.m. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. We'll talk to you then. God bless.